0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, just going to touch on Adam Reynolds quickly because it was what really stood out for me on the weekend, his kicking game for the Brisbane Broncos was off its fucking head, he is such a good kicker, we spoke about it on the podcast last week and on Bloke in a Bar, I was sitting with a mate last Saturday and we're going, is he genuinely one of, if not the best kickers of a football of all time and... You know, I, I sort of, I, I personally tend to agree. But, you know, as as a lot of people say, oh, you get hyperbolic, you go over the top. What about legends like Alf, like Joey, all these sort of guys? And yeah, I completely agree. I'm not saying he is the best kicker of all time, but I personally think he should 100% be in that same sort of conversation, in that same sort of bracket right up there. And I do quite often think that. You know, when you look back at stars of the past, and you look at you know Alf and Joey and these sort of guys, I feel like there is a little bit of a nostalgic bias. And you know what? Completely fair enough. There might be a recency bias uh, when talking about Adam Reynolds and his kicking game, but sometimes I do feel like that nostalgic bias is a lot is a lot bigger than recency bias. And I personally think that we're we're more likely to push current players down and and blow up and get emotional and get upset when we compare them to stars from the past, guys that we grew up absolutely loving, guys that we saw their entire careers play out, guys that you know as time goes by, what they achieve gets more and more impressive because less are able to do it. Take a guy like Joey, for example. I don't think we've ever seen another guy like Joey, uh, and I don't think we even saw the best of Joey either, which is fucking terrifying. But I think Joey's a classic guy. The longer he's been retired, the better he's got. It's a bit like the Michael Jordan effect. And I don't know basketball all that much, but I've you know I've heard a lot of conversations that MJ, you know, an, like an absolute freak when he was playing. There's no doubt about that. But my vibe is that he's probably got better as time has gone on. The longer he's been retired, the more impressive what he did has become. And sometimes I think we have that in rugby league as well with some of our former heroes, especially origin stars and whatnot. Alan Langer, for example... A tremendous player. A better player than Adam Reynolds. Do not get me wrong. A much better player than Adam Reynolds. But I think if you take his kicking game um, to be exact... I personally think that Adam Reynolds, it's a knockout W there. I think that Adam Reynolds' kicking game is unbelievable. His entire kicking game, as far as you know, his long kicking game, I personally think he's heaps better than Alan Langer in that regard. Uh, short kicking game, I think it's pretty tight. You could argue Alan Langer obviously had a tremendous short kicking game. The little grubber for himself was one of his trademarks of his game. Uh, but I think that Adam Reynolds, what the, just the the well-rounded game he's got is simply incredible. Some of the kicks he was putting in last night, even the bombs. Like, if I would have said you at the start of the season, like, oh, who, who are the bombs you don't want to catch? You would have said Matt Burton. You would have said Nathan Cleary. Adam Reynolds, you know, he might have been third or fourth, but he wouldn't have been in that top category. Watching them last night was fucking unbelievable. I felt so sorry for Tyrell Sloan. And there was a number of occasions where Adam Reynolds would put in a kick and you'd go, oh, geez, Tyrell Sloan out of position again. And then I went back and watched all of his kicks. And I watched where Tyrell Sloan was. I don't think he was out of position. I genuinely don't think he was out of position all that much. Uh, And sometimes it can be, you know, if you're a metre out of position, that can be a mile with kickers like Adam Reynolds. We saw what Nathan Cleary did um, last year when he set up that try for Dylan Edwards where he kicked back uh, uh, against the grain. Clint Gutherson was a metre out and the kick was so perfect that he might as well have been on a different field. And I felt like Adam Reynolds did the same thing to Tyrell Sloan the other night. He was very, very impressive. Granted, as soon as I posted on Instagram about Adam Reynolds and his kicking game and how unbelievable it is, I think he missed two goal kicks and that shocking hits too. And then he put in a pretty average chip kick as well. But outside of that, I just thought Adam Reynolds, his kicking game was unbelievable. You go back and watch every single bomb that he put up, every one of those spine bombs, they all landed within a metre or so of the in-goals. It's fucking unbelievable. And if it's a metre too far, if it's in the in-goals and it's caught on the full... It's 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 a fucked up set. You've turned a really good set into a terrible set with a shit kick that's given away seven tackles, and he just he just never seems to get it wrong. He's an absolute freak out of Reynolds, uh, and I really do think he should be in that conversation now. When I was I was talking to someone on Twitter the the other night, and forgive me, um, I don't remember who it was, but. We were talking about uh, how, like, he ranks up against previous guys, and a lot of people came with the ALF short kicking game argument, which is fair, but I think the rest of ALF's kicking game was nowhere near the level of Adam Reynolds. Um, I think that, you know, when you talk, I think the, kick, the best kick is the last 10 or 15 years. I think you're talking Reynolds. I think you're talking Thurston. I think you're definitely talking Jamie Soward as well. Those sort of guys, Cooper Cronk as well, has to be right up there. But I just think, like, Adam Reynolds... Like he he hit a two point field goal last night, or the the other night, like just out of absolutely nowhere. And you think about how difficult that is, but how easy he makes this look. I have no doubt whatsoever that you know he's going to finish his career, or he's he's going to finish his career with the most two point field goals. But he's obviously going to finish his career with only playing two to three years under those rules. And I reckon he's going to have a fair whack of them. He's an absolute freak, Adam Reynolds, and I genuinely do think. He's got one of the best kicking games ever. But off the back of talking about Alan Langer, we got talking about Ricky Stewart, who I would argue has the best long kicking game we've ever seen. No one's ever controlled long kicks better than Ricky Stewart and dictated games of football better than Ricky Stewart with a kicking game, a long kicking game anyway. Joey, you could argue, Joey was better, and I wouldn't push back on you. Joey and Freddie, right up there. I personally think Ricky Stewart for long kicking game alone simply incredible. You consider the footballs that uh, Ricky Stewart was kicking as well. Those things were like fucking and bricks um, you think about the balls that you know we're kicking with nowadays and that's not taking anything away from the modern day player but they the balls are designed on a computer to move through the air better. You look back at the balls that, you know, Freddie and Joey used. um, You know, Steeden had just taken their game to a whole new level compared to when Ricky Stewart was kicking around fucking leather bricks around the field. And even before that, like Peter Sterling and whatnot, like some of the shit these guys were able to do is just unbelievable. But I think Ricky Stewart is one that slipped on as a player as well. And I, I sort of had this conversation. I've probably spoken about this before, but for those of you that don't know, like, Ricky Stewart uh, obviously a very talented halfback and I think we sort of forget just how good Ricky Stewart was because of his coaching career he's become more of a personality than a footballer but I just thought it was worth touching on just how much of a great player Ricky Stewart was in his career and you know you look back and you know he's in one of the great teams of all time yeah there's no denying that that Canberra Raiders team of the late 80s early 90s led by Ricky Stewart was unbelievable and when you think of that side Ricky Stewart I, I mean he's probably not the number one guy you think of realistically I mean there was an a in that team in uh, Mal Meninga, obviously a tremendous player. Uh, you got your Laurie Daly's, your Bradley Clyde's, your Glenn Lazarus, your Steve Walters, these sort of guys, like such a talented team. But when you have a look at Ricky Stewart, you know, back in these days. I mean, Clive Churchill medal in 1990, half halfback of the year 1990-1993, M player of the year 93, Rothman's medal 93. Uh, like he achieved a lot and he had a number of big moments. A couple of premierships with the Raiders, obviously, a Clive Churchill medal in 1990, as we said, um, that, that that game two of the 1990 Ashes series where he, he throws the intercept, but then he pulls the victory out of absolutely nowhere, going down the right touchline, finding Mal Meninga on his inside. I mean, just a tremendous and I think if you want to see the impact of Ricky Stewart, you have to go back to 1993. And I mentioned this on Instagram the other day, so some of you would have already seen it. As I just said, Ricky Stewart, he won the um, he won the M medal that year. He was incredible. When you look back through this season, he scored a grand total of three tries from 20 games. That was it. So it's not like he had this unbelievable try scoring season. He just had an incredible season for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, had played 20 games that year, only lost three of them. Yeah, which is pretty fucking incredible. Two of those losses were by two points. Uh, The third one was against the Newcastle Knights where they got pretty heavily dusted, to be fair. But outside of that, only three losses the entire season. And when you look back at the 93 season, the Canberra Raiders, they're sitting first overall uh, one week short of the end of the regular season. They're absolutely dominating. Of their last 15 games that Ricky Stewart played in, um, they only lost one of them, which was that Newcastle game. So they've won 14. Sorry, they had a draw in there, too. A 32. All draw against Balmain. So they've won 13 of their last 15 games and only lost one of their last 15 games with Ricky Stewart on an absolute tear. Uh, and then they obviously, they, they they beat Parramatta 68-0. Ricky Stewart, he has a really bad leg injury and ends his season. Uh, and from that point on, This Raiders team just completely shits about. It's unbelievable. They go Dogs, Dragons, Brisbane. Three teams that in the last 15 weeks with Ricky Stewart, they beat them 13 plus. In these three games in a row with their season on the line, they lose all three 13 plus. Unbelievable. Believable, the, the side that they ran out with. They, they, these were these were the names: Gary Belcher, uh, Nandruku, Meninga, Mullins, Sean Hoppy, uh, Laurie Daly, Quinton Pongia, Steve Walters, Johnny Lomax, Dave Ferner, Bradley Clyde, Jason Croker. I mean, Tim Sheens as the head coach when Tim Sheens was at his absolute best, like. For the halfback to fall out of this side and then go from an absolute powerhouse red-hot favourites to going out in straight sets to three teams that they beat 13-plus in the regular season with Ricky to then lose 13-plus when their season's on the line, it's unbelievable and it really is a credit to Ricky Stewart and the sort of footballer he was. And then shock me, he returns in 1994 and who wins the comp? Canberra Raiders. Uh, I, I really do think Ricky Stewart is one of the more underrated players of all time. I think that the vast majority of us that understand footy that, you know, are old enough to remember, remember just how good Ricky Stewart was. But I just think as a player and, and, we, and you know, we, you often hear people, you hear people, you know, on Nine, Fox, Bloke in a Bar, all, all these places that we talk about this footy, whenever you ask team, people the greatest teams of all time, it's always the same sort of answers. It's the Broncos of the 90s. It's the Eels of the 80s. It's, you know, potentially the Melbourne Storm 2017 that I would put up there. It's the Roosters of the early two thousand. But the team that is always there is the Canberra of the 90s. The Canberra of the 90s. They are always In that conversation, you can understand why. I just read out the host of absolute fucking superstars and throbbers that were playing this team and just how much they dominated the early part of the 90s. I mean, even the grand finals they lost, there's a fair argument they were the best team in the comp that year. Simply incredible, the Canberraiders. But when we got to 93 and everyone was fit, everyone was firing, they were in red-hot form, they had one injury, one injury to, to Ricky Stewart it was the player of the tournament that year the best player in the comp and they go out in straight sets if if you want to if you want to check the influence of guys you don't look any further than that. You look at the Newcastle Knights and you look at when they lost Andrew Johns and how it just all fell apart. It all fell to shit. You look at the Canberra Raiders. When they lost Ricky Stuart, it all fell to shit. And they they had an immortal in their team. Laurie Daly is one of the best 5'8s ever. Brett Mullins, one of the most exciting players that we've ever seen. I mean, you have a look. They're, they're wingers. Nandruku, one of the best we've seen. Guys like Jason Croker. Bradley, Bradley Clyde's arguably the best forward we've ever seen. I mean, he could be an immortal for what he achieved as a forward and the way that he changed our game. But without Ricky Stewart, that team lost three games in a row to teams that they smashed in the regular season with Ricky Stewart, with their season on the line. I mean, if you want to look for influence on a football team, look no further than Ricky Stewart. And as we said, of course, he returns the year after. They win the comp in 1994. You look at Freddie when you used to take him out of that Rooster side the early 2000s, absolutely star starter. Probably not a star starter to this Canberra Raiders team, but an all-star side. Brad Fittler walks out or he misses games here and there, and they look like an absolute basket case. Whereas, like, I take a guy like Jonathan Thurston, tremendous player, one of the greatest we've ever seen, 2017, falls out of the Cowboys' side, they go all the way to a grand final. And I'm not taking anything away from Thurston. Please don't get upset, don't get emotional. I'm just using it as an example. Whereas you take Ricky Stewart out of this Raiders team, one of the greatest ever, they completely fall into a heap. He returns the season after, and they win the comp. I mean, it just I just think that Ricky Stewart, he is underappreciated, underrated. I feel like because he's become a coach and because he's become such a personality in rugby league, at different times we sort of sleep on just how good this guy was. you got to also consider the halfbacks that he was playing with and against at the time, like obviously the peak of Alan Langer, you know, Brandy Alexander, all these unbelievable talents that were playing during that period that, you know, he'd have to fight to get New South Wales jerseys. He'd have to fight to get Australian jerseys and whatnot, I just, I just think that if Ricky Stewart would have come along in a time where he was sort of on his own and maybe uh, if he didn't become a coach and he didn't become the walking headline that he has, I just think we would look back on his career very differently and I think he'd be held in much higher regard. So, someone commented on something the other day and said, oh, he'd be in the immortal argument if, he, if it wasn't for you know, his off-field coaching blow-ups and all that sort of stuff. I I disagree with that. I don't think Ricky's in the immortal category. Personally, I think that if he would have won in 93, uh, if he would have... I'm very confident in saying that if he plays in 1993, if he wasn't injured in the back end, I think the Raiders win that comp. I'm very confident in saying that. And then all of a sudden... Um, you would have this Canberra Raiders side that went back to back in eighty nine and ninety, and then they went back to back to back to back in ninety three and ninety four. Like I think, for to, to some degree, it has. The, the fact that the Brisbane Broncos are the only team to go undefe- uh, the only team to go back-to-back premiers for 20, 30 years, whatever it was, I think that elevated that team to a new level as far as rugby league folklore goes because they were the only team for so long. If Ricky Stewart played in 93, I believe the Raiders are that team that's getting spoken about for the last 30-odd years is going back-to-back. And then you would have the, ca- the conversation, well, fuck, they went back-to-back twice in six years. It's pretty insane. And then you would look back at the records and go, wow, it was 89. Um, Obviously, the Canberra 1990, the Canberra Dependent Panthers won it in 91. Then Brisbane go uh, 92, 93. And then we went Raiders, Raiders. So in, you know, what is it, seven years, you would have only had three premiers with the Broncos winning two and the Raiders winning four. Pretty incredible stuff. I just think Ricky Stewart is underrated as far as it all goes. I think it's the best long kicking game and the best long passing game of all time. He really did change the game with his long passing. Simply incredible. Uh, so yeah, guys, Adam Reynolds, I think he should be in the conversation for the best kickers of all time. I think Ricky Stewart is incredibly underrated. It is not even funny. Sort of went off. On a bit of a tangent there, but I thought you guys might enjoy that little trot down memory lane when it comes to Ricky Stewart's I'm R- Ricky Stewart. Sorry, not Ricky Stewart's Uh imagine it feels more than one. Fuck me. Uh, I'm recording this on Sunday morning, guys. So it's a, a couple of hours before Ricky Stewart's Raiders take on the uh, the Cronulla Sharks. I'm actually tipping R- Ricky's boys to get an upset there. So hopefully. Uh, Ricky Noble hasn't gone ape shit after the game and done something ridiculous that uh, gets him in a bit of trouble and makes his podcast sound stupid. I've probably just jinxed it then, but we'll see how it plays out. But Ricky Stewart and I think I genuinely think Adam Reynolds one of the be- best kickers of a football of all time. And if you put the argument to me that in general play he is the best kicker of a football of all time, I probably wouldn't argue with you to be honest with you.